Welcome to ThriftyCast episode number 38. This is Kathleen. This is Eric. And our topic today is Eric does not like estate sales. I just don't like them. And he's going to tell you why (laughs) after we talk about some other things. (laughs) So it's been a little while since we, um, we had... I don't know. Not not something to talk about. We've had lots of things to talk about. But since we got ourselves together to record, so we've been out thrifting a fair amount. Oh, I just remember the last time we recorded is when I sat down with that entire container of frozen yogurt and was just eating my way through <laughs> It's still it. in my freezer. Oh, okay. There's still some left. Yeah, there's some oh. left. So don't I, worry. I haven't been eating it. I, um, in the last two weeks, have tried to cut way, way back on carbs. <laughs> So, like, no sugary food, no breads, no pastas, no rice, you know, none none of that stuff. Um, And, like, I'm losing a little bit of weight, but carbs are everywhere. So this is why Eric does not like estate sales and carbs. Yeah, yeah. I love carbs. I'm eating Eric's (laughs) carbs for him because that's all I eat. Yeah, bread is everywhere. Mm, it's delicious. That's why yeah. it's everywhere. Staff alive. There you go. Mm. But but they they don't care about that. Yeah, that's not important. Uh, what is important is thrifting. Yes. Uh, and we've done, I think, a lot of it lately. Yes. Uh, there was the one banner day. We had, uh, it was a week ago today. Yeah, that was a good day. Yeah. Uh, we, of course, based in Chicago, the city of Chicago, we um, got in Kathleen's car and we drove to the far west suburbs. So, you know, we drove for about an hour, um, you know, in semi-heavy traffic. It was the middle of a weekday. But um, used Yelp on our phones to find uh, Salvation Army stores and um, happened across one that um, was out in St. Charles, Illinois, which, rumor has it, one of the Wahlbergs and Jenny McCarthy are moving to. That suburb. Great. Little celebrity (laughs) gossip for you. Great. We're giving you so many, so many bonus, bonus right. things today that you don't mm-hmm. want. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Carbs and Jenny McCarthy. The Salvation Army was amazing. Why was it amazing? Uh, it was, first of all, huge. Yes. Like an old, uh, old Dominic's. Store. Yeah. Is that what it was? Dominic's grocery store. So a huge, an old grocery store. Well organized. Yes. Like neat and clean. And it was huge, but spacious. And those things don't always yeah. come together. Like you can go somewhere that's huge where everything is just kind of packed in. And so it's really hard to see things and figure things out. But everything was spaced nicely. And well stocked. And well it stocked. also wasn't a huge store with very little product. Right. Um, but somebody could have their cart in an aisle and you could still walk down the aisle. Yeah, that's a miracle. Yeah. Considering in the city, you cannot do that. The, and I think it's one of those things where, you know, we were in, you know, Jenny McCarthy has done well for herself. So she moved to like a fairly affluent <laughs> suburb. So um, they oh. had um, the the stuff that people got rid of was fantastic. And their prices were also fantastic. Yeah. Um, my find of the week at that thrift store was I'm not much of a practical thrifter. Normally it's like, you know, weird little quirky things or collectory things. Those are the things that I always tend to gravitate towards. In this case, though, in terms of practical thrifting, you know, I'm looking at coats and jackets. I stumble across a, it's a Banana Republic jacket that is, you know, it's just a 
black basic kind of mid-weight jacket. And so I pull it off the rack and of course I'm like, oh, well, the zipper is going to be broken. Something's going to be wrong with it. No, like in great shape, in perfect shape, nothing wrong. All the buttons still there, everything. Um, And along with the amazing prices, four bucks. Yeah. I I mean, just unheard of prices. Yeah. The, um, the, the case of, the case of still sealed mason, quart size mason jars for what, $3.95? Less, $3.05, I think. Yeah, I mean, just... So yeah, I, I left with the Banana Republic jacket, a sweater, short sleeve shirt, um, a book. I'm trying to, to get uh, the entire Harry Potter series, but in hardback with the dust jackets. So I found volume four. So I got that. You know, all that stuff, the mason jars, all that stuff together. When I checked out... It was twelve fifty. Uh, so yeah, it was like twelve twelve dollars and fifty cents. Yeah, it was. It was an amazing day altogether. But the thing is, this is one of those things. I was like, you know, as it gets colder here in Chicago, which I think it might already be starting to do. Yeah, it's chilly today. Uh, uh, you know, I was going to have to go out and buy a black jacket, and I had in mind what I wanted, and this was this was it. This was right up my alley. And so, um, you know, it saved me, you know, 50, 75 bucks, which is great. Plus, we also had the fun of going to a new store that we had never been to, um, checking it out, seeing what it was like. It was just, it was, you know, that's always a fun experience. Um, I took a, a photo of some of their prices for things like books and CDs, and I'll, I'll post that on our, our Facebook page. On Saturdays, their books are a quarter, which I just found amazing. So on, on a day when most people would be out shopping, mm-hmm. all books are a quarter. Mm-hmm. And their book prices were very reasonable to begin with. So we were just kind of dazzled. Yeah, CDs were... <laughs> 52 cents. Yeah. Um, you know, half half of what you're seeing things for, half or less. Yeah, of what you're seeing things for at other thrifts, at least here in Chicago. So, um, again, they're clothes, everything. It was just, it was a great thrift experience. So again, that's a Salvation Army family store corner of Randall Road (laughs) and 38 in St. Charles for any of you guys who are local and want to check that out. Um, I think prices change when managers change. And so I'm a little bit worried that that's going to end up being a thrift unicorn. Yeah. (laughs) We, We, um, we stopped at a, another Salvation Army store today in the city, one that we've been to many times, that had in the past been pretty good. We both found some good things there. And, you know, they must have new management or, or some kind of new directive. And things were just so much more expensive than mm-hmm. they'd been in the past. And they came up with their own little uh, collector area. Yeah, which is always bad. Yeah. Almost always bad. Yeah. Uh, they, In my experience, they overshoot. They always yes. overshoot what things are worth. So they had these little, not in great shape, like kind of little um, old French books that they were trying to sell for 10 bucks each. Yeah, they were paperback yeah, or, they, or soft bound. Yeah, and you you wouldn't pay that in an antique store, or you shouldn't. No. Um, so, yeah, so by way of contrast, that was just, that was a great thrifting thing. Yeah, so that was... That was fun. That was yeah. our compare and contrast. Yeah. And just another pitch. If you are on Instagram, if you follow I Love Thrifting, that's I-L-U-V Thrifting, all one word, um, 
that is uh, our um, Instagram feed. Um, I, I tend to take pictures of things that I find novel or weird or unique or sometimes creepy, what, whatever the case is. It's mostly Eric's, but occasionally when we're out, I will say, hey, take that picture and put it on your Instagram. So really, you're, you're seeing mostly Eric, but every yeah. once in a while, but yeah, I, I would, impose my will. I, I would uh, uh, definitely encourage anybody to follow that um, and uh, let us know kind of what your Instagram feed is, particularly if you're at Thrifts A Lot or you're buying vintage or collectible or you're just running across great kind of practical deals. Um, okay. So I, what about, fi- oh, were oh, you ahead. done? Yeah. yeah okay. What about find of the week for you? Oh, again, it, it's a jacket. Oh, okay. You said find of the week. You made it sound like it was sort of find of the week at that store. Oh, As okay. opposed to you found your find of the week at that store. No, that it's the fact that it, I was, get it. It's, in it was good perfect thing. shape and it saved me so much money. Yeah, that's absolutely my find of the week. I'm still excited about it. It's perfect. You could have worn it first thing this morning when I went out to walk my dog. Mm-hmm. First thing. It was very cold. Yeah. Um, my find of the week, I'm really torn between two. So I'm going to name two finds of the week. I found a really lovely set of bookends that have um, stylized deer on them. They're metallic. Mm-hmm. They're they're hard to describe, so I will just take a picture. Those were at um, one of the stores we go to all the time. Only thing I bought there that day, and they were $1.96, so they were a very reasonable price. For the pair. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yes. And then the other find of the week, so I guess it's been a couple weeks, um, is a yellow pitcher uh-huh. that – is, was also from a store we go to a lot where I haven't found much lately. Um, and it just looked really cool. And then when I looked at it longer, I thought it looked familiar. And it's um, made by the same company that makes Fiesta, which I probably mention every single episode. Sorry, but they're my dishes and I collect them. Um, and it's a different line, but it's mm-hmm. the same yellow color. So it goes really nicely with my dishes. It's a beautiful big picture. It was three something, which also made me really happy. Mm-hmm. Um, it was in good shape. Yeah. Plus I hadn't found anything at that store recently. So that always makes me happy when a place that's previously been good turns dry. Yeah. And then you find something kind of restores your faith. Mm-hmm. So that made me happy that day. I found a good school book that day too. That's almost like a slot machine. kind of Yeah. Thing, though. Like there, there are thrifts that ha- I think have been dry for years and I will stop in occasionally <laughs> just waiting for uh, for the luck to change. Um, waiting for new management to come in um, that's going to have a different pricing structure or whatever. But, yeah. Yeah, it's really hard to completely count a thrift out. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of any that I've completely taken off my list. Like ones that I used to always go to. I can count more that have closed yeah. that we used to go to than making a decision not to go. Unless they're horribly out of the way. That's yeah. the exception. I mean, the one we just mentioned being so great is yeah. over an hour away. Yeah. Not going to be going there a lot. Yeah, it's a nice drive. And we've tried some. We tried the quote-unquote Macy's of thrift stores mm-hmm. that somebody told us about. Mm-hmm. And it just wasn't really our thing. Yeah. I mean, it, it just, it was interesting to try, but yeah. 
it sort of didn't get added to our normal route or our usual route. I think that's because it was out of the way and a lot of the a lot of thrift stores now it's like oh it's Target cast-offs. Yeah, which I am not a fan of. Yeah, Target using the tax break to to donate and yeah, it's usually not good stuff. It's stuff that people wouldn't buy at Target anyway. Well, and I I like Target and I shop there frequently enough that I can if there's something that goes on sale, like I can follow it until it's like 75 or 80% off, which mm-hmm. is Pretty darn cheap. Yeah. Sometimes it's cheaper than what they charge at a thrift store for yeah, it. Yeah, good point. So anyway. All right. I, why don't you like estate sales? I hate estate sales. Here's here's the deal. This is uh, about a month ago while you were in Wisconsin. I'd gone out to brunch. After brunch, um, I saw this sign. Oh, estate sale down the street. And it's still pretty early in the morning. And it's still the first day of the estate sale. So I'm thinking, okay, you know, I haven't done this in a long time. I'll check this out. Um, so uh, walk down. It's in uh, kind of a typical Chicago three flat. So, uh, you know, an apartment building with three floors. Each floor is its whole own whole unit with like a front room, kitchen, dining room, two or three bedrooms. Um, the... Immediately when we walk in, there's a guy walking out with this um, Shogun Warrior giant, (laughs) like, toy robot Japanese from the 80s. And so right away I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. Because up until that moment, I didn't realize how badly I needed a 1980s Shogun Warrior that's about two feet tall. Who knew? So, uh... So he's walking out with it. So we walk in, and there's people greeting us outside. There are a few pieces of furniture outside, like a couple end tables, those kinds of things. Not bad. Um, the the prices aren't bad. Um, we go upstairs. Um, she, uh, I'm assuming it's a she. I, I know it's a she. Um, her apartment's on the second floor. Aside from one room that they filled with stuff and closed off, they've just pulled everything out of drawers and cabinets, kind of arranged them on tables, and there's just people rifling around in this stuff. Here's why I hate estate sales. That, first of all, um, the um, it's impossible not to make a narrative about the person that you're kind of buying stuff from the the deceased person, right? For example, at this, at this estate sale, she had, um, and there may have been somebody else living there because this surprises me, but every single Edgar Rice Burroughs Tarzan book, you can imagine. And they were in different rooms in different stacks, but, um, love Tarzan, just love Tarzan. Um, there was a room with a doll collection, a lot of them still in boxes, all of them creepy. In the boxes, it's not like, oh, they're in great pristine shape because they're still in the boxes. Like the boxes look like some of them kind of have water damage on them. Like you reach a point where it doesn't really help the val- if, if that's To what- keep the box if it's in oh, that yeah. bad shape. Yeah. I see what you're saying. And, and I don't even know that if that's what she was thinking. I don't even know if she's like, mm-hmm. I bought this doll and I just never bothered to take it out of the box. I don't know if it was like a collector thing. 
So, you know, we're walking into this deceased person's apartment and a story starts to emerge about sort of who this person is or, or uh, you know, what they were interested in, those kinds of things. And in the doll room, it took on a really creepy edge because there's all these sort of dead doll eyes staring at you when you walk in. And it's funny, watching all these people mill around the apartment, people would step into that room and you would hear, oh, and then people would turn around. Um, I think dolls freak a lot of people out. And Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people collect dolls. Mm -hmm. So I think it's one of those sort of love creeped out things. I don't want to say hate. Yeah. But Um, there's no gray. (laughs) Well, in in this setting with the people that were there, it seemed uniformly Mm -hmm. that people were creeped out. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, uh, people would walk out and kind of like, you know, shudder or roll their eyes. You know, that that kind of thing was happening. Um, There... um, Another thing I hate about estate sales is um, clientele because there are um, people in the neighborhood who maybe knew her, maybe didn't, but they see that there's an estate sale and they just wander in. And it's almost like it seemed to me that people had almost this gossipy kind of curiosity about what was going Mm -hmm. on. So that, that was one piece. Then you had the pros, people who you know, professionally go to estate sales and were just all over stuff and haggling and in a way that, that was kind of loud and I thought overbearing and kind of intrusive that you don't have to deal with at thrift stores. Um, and again, the other thing at thrift stores, you don't every once in a while, like a giant set of dishes will show up or a set of old books from the twenties and you can kind of come up with a narrative about that, but it's in this sort of sterilized outside environment. Somebody may have just gotten tired of them, gotten rid of them. Um, you know, whatever the case is. (coughs) So, yeah. So, so there's that the, and getting back to the clientele, you know, there were a bunch of albums that they had for some reason moved to the kitchen but there was a guy crouched down in front of the albums, studiously uh, going through them, like no space for anybody else. Um, and you know, kind of, kind of trying to subtly, like, oh, excuse me, I, if I could get in, mm-hmm. and like just, which is met with like dirty looks. So again, you have these people who are, are feel like scavengers. Mm-hmm. Um, between the the professionals coming in, the neighbors, and just other people, you know. And again, that can happen at thrift stores too. You have the guy who camps out in front of the books or the albums, but there, there's sort of a, a clear etiquette because you're not in like a dead person's house yeah. where apparently all rules go out the window. Um, so I didn't like that about it. Um, the um, just overall, like the, the whole experience, just I left and I felt creeped out. It felt exploitative. Um, like I'd participated in something really kind of gross, even though I'm sure it's helping the family because they need to, to you know, liquidate all this stuff. But and just really sad because, you know, um, seeing that, you know, part, part of the narrative is that this person had, had lived in this apartment forever the walls were yellowed, hadn't been painted, cracked. Um, 
you could tell that the furniture, most of the furniture that hadn't been moved by the estate salespeople um, had just been there and in the same shape forever. Yeah, it was just... I, I think the sad part would be the hardest part for me. Yeah. It, it's really difficult not to imagine people coming into your home, mm-hmm. your apartment, and going through your stuff uh-huh. and you know haggling over the price of your couch. Uh-huh. Or, or your books, or like, what mm-hmm. if I buy all the books? Do I get a better deal? Um, or your family photos that, for whatever reason, other people in the family yeah, didn't want. Yeah, know? no, I, I know. It's it's really depressing to think about. Yeah. Um, did you have anything else that you were going to say about, like, why it was No, just, like I said, mostly the, the clientele and the the narrative that you come up with given, mm-hmm. given that you're in somebody else's home, just the creepiness of that. I wonder be, because we go to thrift stores so often, they've become very comfortable places. Yeah. And I can't remember when we first started going, how they felt mm-hmm. like the first couple times we walked in, mm-hmm. you know, to a neighborhood that wasn't ours mm-hmm. to, you know, mm-hmm. a place we didn't know, like almost to a culture that you don't understand. Like people get how it works yeah. and, all the sort of intricacies of, of the shopping experience. I, I can't remember what that felt like. And going to estate sales seems kind of like that too. I've never been to auctions. It would seem like the same thing. The thing about going to thrift stores is that it challenges you to look at your own ideas about class. I, think. I agree. Yeah. I think for, for a lot of people, it's like, um, I, I think a lot of people out there would, would have a hard time saying like, Oh yeah, I'm I'm so happy. I got this this jacket at, at a thrift store for four bucks. I'm just so happy I saved the money. Oh yeah, and it um it used to belong to somebody. It's a hand me down, effectively. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think our you know, in our culture, which is uh, for better or worse, you know, really consumerist, which thrift stores are a part of. It's not that they're apart from that at all. Um but I think that there's some uh, there's something about not not wanting to be identified as poor. That um, you know whether you're a millionaire and going into a thrift store, um, or or you know you you're not. I, I think there's something that's sort of triggering for people if they're not used to it. About oh, I wonder if um, this says something about the social class that I'm a part of, um, you know, and not that any of us think those things consciously or most of us don't think those things consciously, but um, I think that just gets infused in who we are, you know? Yeah. So I, I think that, that there can be that kind of discomfort. It's just the thing about that kind of discomfort, it makes you look at yourself and your own attitudes and you can kind of come out from that differently. Um, with estate sales, it's not. It's um, uh, it's about somebody else. It's like about somebody else's. You're in somebody else's house. You're you're not in like a public store. Yeah, and I'm I'm willing to admit that I'm I'm a voyeur. I mean, I I really enjoy mm-hmm. I enjoy seeing other people's spaces mm-hmm. um, legitimately. You know, mm-hmm. not not like peeping or anything. Mm-hmm. But the opportunity to see how somebody else lives mm-hmm. is really appealing to me. Um, I would definitely be affected by by the sadness yeah. of it. 
Um, but, and I, I don't go to estate sales usually just cause I'm lazy. Um, and, and just kind of going and, and fighting is wrong, but like, mm-hmm. you know, kind of elbowing with other people to go through stuff is, is hard sometimes, mm-hmm. especially to be there like at the beginning when it's probably the best. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just not something I'm kind of the same way about garage sales when they start up. A lot of people are out there first thing and that's just not me. The, the thing I was thinking about estate sales when you were talking about this one were the dolls mm-hmm. and I'm not a doll collector, mm-hmm. but if you, if you do collect something unique mm-hmm. and you want to expand that collection or you're looking for parts of it, mm-hmm. I could see how estate sales might really help you because I, I mean, you have to be perfectly matched, right? Yeah. You know, you'd have to know that this person was a doll collector Right. Or this person collected anything related to like model trains or whatever you're into. But I mean, there are people who are that into their collections or their hobby or whatever it is that they're going to go to places and look just for that. That it's, it's worth it just to check that out. Yeah. Just, just to, to see what somebody, what somebody had in that collection mm-hmm. to see if it's something that they're missing in theirs and they want that. So I think there are some people who do it like just, I think there are pros who kind of do mm-hmm. it for everything, Yeah. but people who just seek stuff out. And the thing about the pros, I'm sure they're absolutely desensitized to the, um, the notion of you know, looking through dead, dead people's stuff, you know? Well, and, and you're doing that at thrift store too sometimes. Of course. I, there are certainly times when you are getting you're getting what was not sold at an estate sale, mm-hmm. for example. My um, And I didn't realize people did this. There are people who hold estate sales, even though they're still alive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when my, my, I have a family member who was moving mm-hmm. and couldn't take everything on a cross-country move. And so after the house sold, there was an estate sale. Mm-hmm. And the, the plan, part of the contract was whatever didn't sell would be given to a charity and they agreed on the charity mm-hmm. and it was the person who put on the estate sales job mm-hmm. to get it all transported to the charity. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm sure that's fairly common. They don't want to throw that stuff away cause they'd have to pay for a dumpster or something. So yeah. that all goes to a thrift store, you know, to a charity and probably to a thrift store somewhere. Oh yeah. I, and I'm sure it happens all the time and I've seen stuff where I've wondered or thought like, Oh, this might be the case. But again, you're, there's something about being in a, a store environment mm-hmm. where it's the stuff is taken out of where it was, is donated, um, reused, repurposed, whatever the case is. There's a, a separation there, so you don't know. You yeah, know you're not I mean? seeing it in context, too. Yeah. You're not seeing the doll collection in the room mm-hmm. where the person who owned it kept it for 50 years or something. And you're not connecting like, oh, there's an entire room of creepy dolls and then massive amounts of Edgar Rice Burroughs Tarzan books. <laughs> so when the Tarzan books show up, you're not like, oh, the person who loves Tarzan is also a doll collector and has a lot of um, uh, Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass albums. Like you're not, all that doesn't get 
and honestly, it was the sixties. Everybody had a lot. Everybody, of yeah, that's why Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass shows yeah. up at thrift stores all the time. Yeah, nobody didn't own that album. Yeah, yeah. Whipped Cream and Other Delights. Oh yeah, I think that was like mandatory that everybody bought that. Yeah, I think it would get kicked out of America. I think so, but um, but yeah, there's I, just I, I find thrift store stores the experience of being in a thrift store so much better than that experience at the estate sale um garage sales i don't mind too much the the problem with garage sales and we're kind of drifting into something else here but the uh the problem with garage sales is that people tend to wildly vary in what they put in garage sales what they how they price them um like I'm, I'm used to the odds at most thrift stores, you know, and I know uh, every once in a while you're well, quite often you go into a thrift store and it's like, man, pretty disappointing or it's just okay. And every once in a while you have that amazing trip where you just find a lot of stuff that you needed or didn't know you needed or don't need, but really want. <laughs> well, and the people who are pricing usually have uh-huh. some guidelines, yeah. even if, They've they've changed and, mm-hmm. and gotten sort mm-hmm. of out of whack, in my opinion, in some places. But they and and they do it all the time. Yeah, where garage sale, somebody holding a garage sale mm-hmm. um, does not. Yeah. I've had one in my whole entire life, and I did not enjoy having it. Yeah, uh, it's. Um, I think I think people overestimate how valuable or collectible their stuff is. Yes, I agree. And it's not necessarily that they'll overprice. Like often with like you know they have like little kids clothes and. Like stuff like that will be at, at fine prices, but you know your particular copy of Whipped Cream and Other Delights by <laughs> Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass. Um, you know, it's you may love that album. It may be in great shape. It may, but yeah, I, th- I think people. I think it's the the antiques roadshow problem, where people start to overvalue things. You know, I've looked up. Things um, I've looked up things that I've uh, found at thrift stores online, uh, like on eBay, and um, you know they're valued at this kind of really high price. That app, or, or you know, collectors' guides or whatever. That doesn't mean that you're going to get those. Yeah, and estate sales make that that um, to some extent. I think they're a little more even, but I think that's not just garage sales. That's also estate sales and thrifts, really. You know. Well, the 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 person who puts on the estate sale, I mean, is supposed to. They have a weird balance, right? Mm-hmm. They they want to sell everything because mm-hmm. they want to make money. Mm-hmm. At the same time, they need to know enough about what things are valued at and mm-hmm. worth to get. You know, they they need to get enough money. They also want stuff to go. Yeah. So it's sort of a weird. Yeah. Not a weird. It's it's a balance between. Mm-hmm maximizing the money you bring in because they get some percentage. I forgot what the woman got for putting on the estate sale. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So long story short, I don't like estate sales. Um, We would love to hear how you feel about estate sales. Maybe you've had a great experience and maybe um, you've actually been involved in, in putting on an estate sale. And um, it would be great to hear from people about that end as well. So um, as usual, you can find us on Facebook. So just search for ThriftyCast on Facebook, and and there we are. And um, 
I think that's it. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening and we will talk to you soon.